This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a new website is launched to help agencies comply with the 21st Century Ideas Act. A longtime federal HR specialist is parting ways with the Office of Personnel Management. And VA's Inspector General says the agency's IT security still needs a lot of work. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The government's go-to place for website and digital best practices is showing how agencies can meet the 21st Century IDEA Act. The digital.gov portal launched a new website focused on user needs, ensuring links are trusted, and embracing accessibility. The General Services Administration says the new site makes it easier to find and use training tools, join communities of practice, and can measure user interest in topics across the site. The cloud security program known as FedRAMP is getting ahead of a possible congressional mandate to improve. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. The Federal Risk Authorization and Management Program, or FedRAMP, released a draft new standard to promote the automation of security controls. FedRAMP worked closely with NIST and industry to develop the Open Security Controls Assessment Language. FedRAMP is seeking feedback on version 2 of OSCAL. At the same time, the House Oversight and Reform Committee approved the FedRAMP Authorization Act last week. In that bill, lawmakers called on the FedRAMP to develop an automated approach to assessing cloud providers so they can earn their security certifications more quickly. I'm Jason Miller. Joseph Kennedy, the Office of Personnel Management's longtime leader of its fee-for-service human resources shop, is retiring as OPM's is retiring as OPM's Associate Director for HR Solutions. He held several positions at OPM and worked on hiring reform, government-wide veterans' employment, and leadership policies. Kennedy led HR Solutions since 2013. OPM says his leadership in 2019 played a big role in HR Solutions having its best sales in five years. After more than a year, the Environmental Protection Agency has gotten its next permanent agency watchdog. The Senate confirmed Sean O'Donnell to serve as the EPA's next inspector general. The previous IG, Arthur Elkins, stepped down in October 2018. Tom Carper, ranking member of the Senate Committee on Environment and Public Works, said O'Donnell has what it takes to root out fraud, waste, and abuse at EPA. IT security controls continue to be a material weakness for the Veterans Affairs Department's financial management systems. The agency's inspector general released the latest report showing continued problems that have been going on for more than a decade. Auditors say legacy systems, some running COBOL, are a main reason why VA security controls are lacking. The IG says among the biggest areas of concerns are significant technical weaknesses in databases, servers, and network devices that support transmitting financial and sensitive information between VA's medical centers, regional offices, and data centers. Over 70 House members say they have very strong concerns about the Veterans Affairs Department's plans to implement the president's workforce executive orders. The department announced back in November it would force employee unions to either pay rent or leave VA-owned office space. House Veterans Affairs Committee Chairman Mark Takano and dozens of other members say VA is breaking labor laws and harming employee rights. It declared an impasse in its bargaining negotiations with unions, but lawmakers are urging VA to return to the bargaining table. 
Military service members living in high-cost areas find out how much extra money they will receive from the Defense Department. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has the latest. The number of troops living in the United States who are eligible for cost-of-living adjustment stipends continues to drop. Only 12,300 troops will get the monthly payment in 2020. That's down from 15,000 in 2019. Last year, 46% of eligible troops lost their COLA benefits. The Defense Department will pay out about $20.2 million in COLA costs. That's a decrease of $1.9 million compared to 2019. San Francisco and Oakland, California, along with Staten Island, New York, received the highest COLA benefits at 6%. I'm Scott Massioni. The Defense Department has also decided where it will invest $32 million in manufacturing and engineering education. Seven industry and educational awardees have been picked to use the money over the next three years to establish or expand opportunities for people to acquire manufacturing skills related to defense. Awardees include MIT to develop a virtual manufacturing lab and the Society of Manufacturing Engineers to to develop online manufacturing curriculum that can be delivered by virtual reality. If you liked your old-fashioned light bulb, you can keep it. Federal News Network's Tom Temin explains. Saying the costs of further regulation would outweigh the benefits, the Energy Department ends further standards setting for incandescent light bulbs. Energy determined that requiring more efficiency than regular light bulbs now have would raise prices 300%. Secretary Dan Broyette says Americans will continue to have choice when it comes to illuminating their homes. Energy proposed the determination in September and made it final Friday. That determination required 175 pages of documentation. I'm Tom Temin. In the months leading up to the start of the 2020 population count, the Census Bureau and its partners have doubled down on combating misinformation online. For instance, Facebook has updated its policies to ban posts and ads which would mislead users about when and how to participate in the census or the consequences for participating in the count. Meanwhile, the Census Bureau has launched a trust and safety team to help combat misinformation online. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 